Hey guys, it's Gigi with The Reluctant Hams. I have Tracy Williams Barnett. Hello. And I have Franklin Salas. How are you guys? Magical. And I'm peachy today. Oh, peachy. Oh, I like Peach the ginger I'm drinking. Oh, I like the enthusiasm. Yes, mm-hmm. here we are. <laughs> and what you got, Franklin? What are you sipping on? I'm doing a little kombucha. Yummy. Good for the gut? Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> after a couple, it's been a full 14 days of pride this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I cannot. He's cleansing. I need this, mm-hmm. this body to get It's back. time to yeah. reverse back. <laughs> I'm going back onto my water fasting and getting that back into, into the swing. Getting them abs I, right. To, uh, my birthday is coming up, so mm-hmm. I need to get into firm shape. You birthday can do ch- snatch. You can do qigong with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, or, <laughs> or you can just buy skims like what I do. <laughs> I will just not. You eat. have two options. <laughs> so my, I'm putting this on alert for both Uh-oh, of you. Oh, what, what, what? My 42nd birthday uh-huh. will be celebrated for the fifth time. Girl. <laughs> For the first time. For the first time. <laughs> okay, okay. This one over here. <laughs> Mother time I over you here. You said something else <laughs> last time. <laughs> Didn't you? Last time last year. 42. I turned okay. 41 last year. A four and a two. Yeah, four and a two for the first time. Okay. <laughs> I'll be celebrating that birthday party. The weekend before my birthday, which is the April 26th, 27th weekend. So mark your calendars. Ahora. You already have something. No, you said April. August. Oh, you definitely said April. I was like, <laughs> we missed it. Yeah, you said April. <laughs> August. You, I would make it very important for you to be there. I, oh, I will mark my calendar. Something must, send, big must be happening. Send, Are send, we going send away? Send it my way. Do I need to pack my bags? No. Oh, okay. Just get your your easy pass to come into DC. From... <laughs> we gotta get in our water fast, guys. We gotta Arrange match up to for an overnight stay, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Come on now, make it happen. I'm excited. That's cool. Same. Oh, I, are you gonna give us more details? No. Okay. okay. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Okay, maybe we'll live broadcast this birthday. I'm gonna glam up for your birthday. I hope so. It's a celebration. Damn right. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. I do. So construction, new construction we're going to talk about today, right? Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. What's going on? Well, you really transitioned to that one. You smooth. know, <laughs> I'm about the business here, okay? <laughs> Keep us in, on task. So it's no secret mm-hmm. that the market has slowed yes. all over the country and that we, we still are low inventory. So that means that prices are still high. It's just that they're not quite as high as they were. But we have a lot more inventory of new construction. Mm -hmm. And that is providing a really amazing opportunity for buyers to potentially snag a deal on Mm. something that's brand new. It's so sweet. Something to get with warranties where you can fully inspect, something that when you sell, you can advertise as only a few years old. I mean, the list goes on and on on why buying new construction can be such a great opportunity right now. But there are pros and cons on both sides. So I thought this would be a really great episode to highlight. Like, I think it'd be great to highlight the process of buying new construction and I think it'd be great to highlight the differences of like the pros and cons of buying new construction. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
Well, there are different types of new construction. Yes. Right? Yes. And so you have the one, the new construction homes that are like... Right, the boutique-y two to four units. Somewhere off like off the beltway <laughs> where there's like this new community. Oh, yes. the builders, the okay. big builders. Yeah, the Ryan, Ryan Homes, Holmes. Yes. Stanley yeah. Martin. Yeah. And so what I think is super important to notice, recognize about that is that the, you can drive as a b- potential buyer, you can drive into that community. community that reminds me of every single time of Poltergeist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know why? Because the neighborhood was a new construction. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so anyway, and you can have a Rhine home or insert new construction company mm-hmm. name here, agent, seller's representative to represent you. Right? Yes. yes. And that is wrong. <laughs> it's a no, no, people. Don't do it. Why is that? I I will give you my opinion and then you two can say whether or not you agree or not and I'd love to hear your take on it but if you walk in there and you don't have representation your own realtor to represent you then you are allowing that agent there who represents the builder to dictate and hold fiduciary responsibility on your behalf. You essentially don't know anything about the contracts, and that's the other thing that people have to know. The contracts are not normal contracts. These builders make the contracts to their benefit, and you need someone who will help you understand all the nuances and what's written in the contracts and how you will be impacted. And not only that, the builders also have relationships with their own title company because that's how they make extra money, as well as the in-house lenders. And they give you incentives to use their title, their lender, their contracts. And so who do you have on your side? So that's number one for me. Like you need your own person to help you guide you along during the process. Because that representative is has the best interest of the, the compa- builder of the builder, not you. Absolutely. Right. Jeej. Jeej. So agree on all of those points. You need to know before scheduling this appointment with these builders that you know who your representation is at that moment. Otherwise, you're tied to the agent that you're working with there. Unless you pay this buyer agent to represent you separately and you pay them at a fee at closing, the, the builder's not going to compensate your representation. So that's definitely tip number one is like if you know you're buying new construction, that doesn't mean that you don't need to work with a real estate agent. Well, what- to add to that, if you if they walk in without their realtor, the builder may not, if you decide you want to use a realtor later, the builder may not recognize that person. Right, that's what I mean, like you have before to you walk schedule in it. Yes. Absolutely, if you just want, oh, we're just looking for the weekend and you sign on the dotted, like their sign-in sheet, it's too late. It's too late. Well, and the other thing too, to understand from the buyer's perspective and as a buyer agent who may not have ever worked on new construction is the commission that's paid out for the buyer's agent is typically much lower than market rate. So what you would maybe make two and a half percent on, you maybe get, you might get one percent, sometimes one and a quarter if you're lucky. But 
the commission's not great, but if you have a ready buyer, they know what they want, they've spec'd out the home already, you know, if it is a reputable builder who stays on track with their construction schedules and makes it an easy process, you know, it, it's still a great sale for you. It's absolutely still worth your time to bring your client into a market that they may not have been able to bid in originally because it was so competitive. And now these builders, because they're competing against themselves because they have so much inventory that they've reintroduced, let's say 20, 30 homes into a market that almost had no inventory. They only have themselves to compete with. So they're creating those comps and they want it sold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but the builders are doing really well right now, actually, because inventory is so low. I mean, they're 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 like gangsters right now. I think they're the ones who are really doing well in the market. And to entice buyers, they're offering these incredible incentives. And when you start to crunch the numbers and, and how much you're paying for sales on transfer and recordation taxes and all the fees that they've built in, it almost comes out as a wash. You think you're getting fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars? Really, you're getting maybe a thousand, because it all just breaks even. You know, when you start looking at the numbers, I've had that situation going on right now. Well, I, <clears throat> I noticed that with the the fires in Canada, uh -huh. when they clogging up our skies over here <laughs> for a couple of days. That was horrible, by the way. But the, the, those that what was what was burning were trees, and which were supposed to become lumber. Yeah. Right, and yes. the hundreds of acres of trees. Those, those are those are those come affect us and these builders, which you know as much of a benefit as there is to buying a new construction for reasons that we're going to talk about. That may be very time limited because mm. the prices of lumber is going to go up. That's right. Yeah, we had this issue during COVID, right? And so, I, I mean, I think that that's why builders are feeling the pinch, though. Like, yes, they're able to be a little bit more nimble through this market because they control the financing and the title so that there's more money to wiggle around. But they are strapped with carrying costs of those properties. And the cost of the building that they these projects that they've planned, you know, maybe 10 years in advance, five years in advance, those budgets are blown because of COVID. And so but the market pricing hasn't moved accordingly to the increase of the cost of those goods. So their margins are skinny and but the but the cost of money is expensive. So they're willing to, to just get rid of some of these homes. So that's why so many times especially out in in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We have lots of land out there. She didn't say it right. <laughs> say it. In the Commonwealth of Commonwealth. Virginia. In the Commonwealth. Of Virginia. Commonwealth I should have put on my, my, my wig, my curly white wig. <laughs> we have land out there, right? Land is more readily and available. Lots and people it. come to me and they say, I want to build a house. My budget to purchase a home is $400,000. I say, okay. So is your budget to buy a finished home 400 or is it just to buy the, the land? land? Because it's going to cost money. And they're like, oh, well, I'll figure it out later. I'm like, no. Narcissist, this is not something. I was like, if you want a custom home, you're better off buying a from an existing compound and being able to spec out more details that you prefer. Maybe not every single detail, but more of them. Because you're going to get yourself into trouble. So let me ask you a question because I'm super ignorant about the Commonwealth of Virginia. 
how much would an acre of land cost to purchase or half an acre? Oh, he's quizzing you. Oh, it so depends. I mean, the Commonwealth is I'm, very large. Not, if not, not seen, it's vast. It's vast. Yes, and it is. Very common. <laughs> <laughs> Speak like I'm not talking like Arlington County, but like maybe Prince William County or Fairfax County. Where's Dumfries? <laughs> Well, I can't spec out specifically Dumfries, but I can say that probably if you're looking outside of like a, let's say a 10 mile radius into Virginia from the district, you probably could get something as low as like maybe 80,000 all the way up to depending on the law in this in the location, like close to metro amenities, all of that stuff. I mean, then you could be looking at maybe 200,000 for half an acre. For half an acre, or, not or, or quite a million, that large. A million do- I have a client now Usually selling not- a piece of land, and it's valued at over a million dollars, but it was also appraised once the structure is on it, and at that point, it'll be worth $3.5 million, and that's so for a piece of land. It really depends. Mm-hmm. Like, So you say half an acre of land. Like In D.C., that's a lot, right? And we mm-hmm. see lots like that often. We see a quarter, a quarter acre. In most areas, especially as you move further out into like more historically rural areas, they don't allow lots to be subdivided below a certain acreage because they don't want there to be too much density. And also the soil can't hold all of this waste because we're talking about if you're if you're buying a lot further out, these are these are homes that need septic systems and well systems. And mm. so they can't have half acre lots sold for homes to be built on because the land can't hold that. So until city water and sewer is put in, these, you know, a lot of the land is limited on on the size, which is good for people who want big land. Like they're allowed sure. to get five five acre lands. Yeah. That makes sense. Anybody want to buy a lot with a church structure on it, call me. Oh, interesting. Mm. Intriguing. <laughs> there are some great condos that have been built in D.C. that have been reconstructed churches that have done extremely well. Absolutely. So what are some benefits? Pros pros to buying new construction. Do you want me to take pros? Sure. Sure. I'll do pros. Pros is that everything is new, right? You're talking about your appliances, your roof. I mean, every single building structure, all is brand new. I mean, if we're talking about real ground up new construction, right? We're not talking about new construction in the sense of DC where it's like you you keep all of the, the original brick structure and then you you renovate the inside. I'm talking about like de- ground up. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that benefit. And the warranties that come with that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a reputable builder will have labor or labor and materials warranted with their work for X amount of time, a year, two years. Sometimes they offer extended warranties at a certain price as well. And mm-hmm. most of the appliances that they put in are brand oh, new. Oh, they're all they're brand, all brand I new. I say most because I don't want to have an absolute word. But. <laughs> maybe but, in the showroom where like maybe yeah. like the, the agents you, use the oven on you, occasion. Yeah, you moved, you moved into a demo. But like you get those manufacturer warranties that last about a year or so. Yeah, yeah, and those are great. I mean, like you, it, you don't have to buy, you don't have to buy a home warranty in those situations because those are covered under manufacturing warranties. And I mean, you don't have to fix the house. You yeah. move in and it's ready. So that's a huge pro. I mean, you're you're not forking over cash early. And with like what Tracy had said, all the incentives about working with the t- preferred title company, working with their in-house mortgage companies, a lot of times they're giving tons of credits to you to be able to afford the home. So I've had buyers 
literally purchase homes with almost zero cash mm -hmm. because everything is lumped in either with credits or it, you know they did low low down financing i have heard from someone who does a lot in the new construction space that some builders just kind of make the deal work They'll do whatever they can yeah. to make the deal structure and work because they own the property. They can do whatever they want. They own the banks. They, they own the title. Damn. That's why you have to really look at those credits and and read the fine print and what's new, included new and what's not. Can we sell Franklin a new house? Well, I, I will tell you something no, else that's really important to know. <laughs> you the name once alone. you move. <laughs> Is that where you live? You don't live there. I do not live in Dumfries. We are we're not we're not committing any fair housing crimes here, guys. <laughs> Dumfries is great. Everything around it is great. It's I a love, great name. I love that you live there. We love it. <laughs> but I was going to say that another benefit, Gigi talked about the warranties. The builder up and within the first year, they will come back and fix anything. If you see any like structural settling, settling mm -hmm. issues or something is not you know aligned right or whatever, they will come in and make it good. And so that's the other benefit. And as long as you don't paint all these weird colors and stuff like that, they'll get it back to the original color of how everything was if it involves walls or anything like that. The other thing I think, if you are a buyer, is that it can be less competitive. So if you are looking for a home and the area or the neighborhood that you're looking at is very competitive, now you get a chance to go in, pick out the home you want, and you don't have to worry about competing and overbidding, right? You can get it at the list price. But I will say, don't go with just the builder grade materials, upgrade a little bit. Spend some of that credit and that extra money to level up because when it comes time to resell your home, you don't want it to look like the Home Depot version of a home and your home next door Depot. neighbor has the, you know, the high end fancy, smancy stuff. So that's gonna affect your valuations. So keep that in mind. And the other thing I think we should talk about for buyers is typically you better have some cash. Most builders require 5% down. That that's a very good point, and that's yes. a lot of money depending on what price point you're buying. Oh. And it's because they need the money to build these homes, and they want to make sure they have well, some security and build yours because it's probably not built yet. <laughs> well, and I think that leads us into some of the negatives, right? Negativos. So, I mean, I wouldn't say five percent is necessarily a negative. It's just a fact. It's something to be prepared for. But timing—that's super important. These homes aren't built yet, and a good builder typically stays pretty on track with their with their building schedule but forest fires in Canada mm -hmm. uh, COVID there are so many things that unknowns that can happen to throw off a construction schedule so if you have to, if you have a hard deadline on when you need to move don't buy new construction yeah. because that's just a lot of pressure on your agent and they have no power and when they're finishing. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's one thing to know. And I think going back to what Tracy was saying about not, not selecting all the builder grade options and, and upgrading your space because your home will look quite cookie cutter a lot alongside all of the other homes in the community because these homes are built with repetition to save money. And so you're competing against something that looks exactly like yours. Oof. You definitely <laughs> want to make sure mm -mm. that you, before you move in by selecting higher finishes, and then also while you're living in there, put money in your home to differentiate it against everyone else's. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you sell that bitch. <laughs> 
people remember and, and it. And moved back to the city. Because <laughs> <laughs> longer commutes seem to be a, a con. Yeah. That is, they, they, that t- yeah. new construction can be outside the city. But, you know, we've got really great condo new construction in D.C., which we've not talked mm-hmm. about. Can you touch a bit about on that, Tracy, about buying new construction condos in D.C. and what that process looks like? Yeah, actually, it's a great opportunity. I've had many clients who have brought new construction condos. And what I have found is that a lot of times at the start of when you're making the contract and signing it, you know, they're listing it for one price. But I've seen on number a number of occasions by the time the property is ready it's appraising for a lot higher than the offer price. So you're going in there already with equity. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I've sold two new construction last year, condos in DC, and they both appraised above yeah. above value. I will say, though, that you know the one I would say downside or iffy thing is that you know when you're buying a new construction condominium, there tends to be some like not all the time it's not consistent but my experience there has been like like little like settling issues or because every like everything's brand new something's yeah. not plumbing's not right plumbing's not right acting funny and then there might be like a leak that happens it's not devastating it's just a matter of like and they'll and every single time the developer or builder has been extremely extremely like Right on top of it. Yeah. Right on top of it. Oh, I think it really varies project to project. Yeah. I think that working with a seasoned agent in the area that you're buying new construction is important so that they can give you a sense of whether they've had experience working with that builder. Because I think doing research on the builder that you're purchasing from is really critical. I think all of us have had our horror stories in regards to working with new buildings and the the headaches that can come from that. I, one one thing I would say that even if you do get a, for lack of a better phrase, like a shitty builder developer, <laughs> DC has parameters around it to really protect the buyer, the new homeowner, where there's a fund or that they have an escrow. I forget the percentage of the total project. Mm-hmm. So whatever the project is, I think it's, I want to say. It's like 10%. 10%. Okay. It's 10%. And if you are in no way, shape, or form getting any progress, making any progress with your builder to come fix these issues, you can... Make a claim on that. Yeah. Make a claim on that to DC. And they don't want that because that's cash that they're holding in escrow Mm -hmm. to, in the same reason that builders outside this beltway want 5% Mm -hmm. to go move on to the next. Mm -hmm. That's cash that they can be using to do something else. So, I mean, a smart, well-seasoned developer builder will do the right thing if they're just like trying to do the this be wrong about everything, then they're just going to be losing their money. Yeah, I, I, I that absolutely is true. That fund exists to help protect consumers. It is not completely, completely protective, I will say. There's mm-hmm. a lot of gray area around that, and it is easy to skirt around the system mm-hmm. to benefit the builder. But every every property you buy is going to come with risks. Yep, that's you know? right. And personally, if I was working with a buyer who is very nervous about home ownership and the responsibilities that come with it, but they really wanted it, but they just wanted to be extra certain that they were buying something that wasn't going to cause them issues, number one, I would 
definitely steer them away from any basement unit because yeah. that always comes with some sort of water intrusion issue. And number two, I would say probably new construction isn't the best bet for them because when you're buying a home, people think that like when you're buying something old, then it's going to break and it's bad. But you have to look at it as, no, this home has been lived in for 20, 30 years. Seasons. The owner has clearly taken good care of it. You can see by the way that it presents. Mm -hmm. And although, yeah, maybe the HVAC might be 10 years old, but you can budget specifically for that item because everything else seems to be more or less in place versus you're buying new. You don't know what's happening behind the walls. The Your home inspector can't look and check the plumbing. Now, DC or whatever, whatever jurisdiction you're buying in, they have their permitting process and they need they will do their checks and their inspections but we as realtors and your personal home inspector don't have eyes on that i have a client right now and we have a contract on a new condo and i will just give one last piece of advice just because it's new doesn't mean you shouldn't hire an inspector we hired an inspector and the the list was so long i was really upset at the the builder because I felt like they used us to do their work. Mm. And it was really ridiculous how many things we found. In fact, in the HVAC closet, the filter doesn't even come out. Oh, The permanent filter, the built-in filter doesn't come out. So now they have to do a workaround because no one thought about where we install the HVAC system and the filter's in there and now we enclose it with the closet and the damn filter won't come out. So little things like that. Oh, so they can't change it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which is absolutely necessary. So make sure you hire an inspector yes. when you have these because you just don't know what you're getting. You will find things wrong just because it's new doesn't mean it's perfect. Sounds yes, like and I mean, one last note on that is during your inspection for new construction one pro is that you get to do punch out that's right so you know if the unit was a model unit and they had nails in the walls from staging or if just you know over time the unit has scuffs or something's not right the caulking's not right you can ask for those to be fixed before you close so you really are feeling like you're buying new and you should do that because you're paying a premium for new construction mm -hmm. so you should take advantage of that mm -hmm. Yeah. So doesn't new construction sound exciting? <laughs> I hope we've painted a very honest picture for everyone. I think that yeah. was our goal. But I think it's a great opportunity for many buyers, and particularly in a competitive market. And like Gigi said, everything is new. You get to make it your own and, you know, and then have a home that you can enjoy for years to come. Just keep buying new construction. Buy a new construction condo hey. in D.C. And then move out to the outer skirts of D.C., <laughs> into your new construction home and level up right? and level up just level, up. level up just keep doing it i'm happy for if you. you guys have more questions about new construction you know how to reach us on ig at the reluctant hams yeah 1-800-RELUCTANT-HAMS <laughs> <laughs> all right bye guys thanks for bye. listening bye happy pride <laughs>